Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous, an extensive look into the world of Harry Potter. I'm Samantha. And I'm Robin, and we're digging deeper into a world we love to learn more about the wizarding world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ridiculous. Um, we're still in isolation. Yes. And we're going to be in isolation at least 30 days. Mm-hmm. So I went running this morning. I got up a little bit late, but I went running. And um, I'm getting I'm getting better to do every day. I didn't... I went Friday, but I didn't go Saturday. Max actually hurt himself at work. I've been taking Max with me to work. And I happened to turn around, and I heard, and I turned back around, and there he was, and he was sprawled out. And I'm like, what the I My back was two to two seconds. Somehow he had, like, he was playing with Dobby, and he had hurt his shoulder. And uh, so I had to kind of, I had to put, I had to literally had to wrap him up in a blanket like a sick child to make him feel better and give him aspirin. Aww. I was like, you are so sad. So then it kind of mom. freaked me out because I was like, oh my God, I don't take to the vet? What the hell? Oh, excuse yeah. me. And sorry. And Amy, go, I called her and I was like, oh, do I need to take it? She was like, nah, he'd be all right. And he is now. And so we didn't run. Right. We didn't. Now, I'm not blaming him that we didn't run Saturday morning. I just kind of right. wanted to, I wanted to run, and I thought, well, if I don't take him, man, uh, so I was just like, I'll just have a rest day, blah, blah, blah. Right. So anyway, so we go running this morning. So we're in North Carolina, those of you that don't know where we're at. And fr- Friday, Cooper uh, said that we were going yeah. to go under a statewide 30-day um, lockdown. And uh, But it doesn't start till Monday at 5, right? Is that correct? Yeah, so Monday at 5, but... Um... I think for, I don't know if Kernersville had done it, um, or maybe it was all of Forsyth County uh, where we live. Uh, they had already shut down at Friday at five. I don't think Kernersville was involved. I think it was okay. just Winston and Clemens. I don't Louisville think... ended up in it too. Oh, what are, were they? Yeah. I don't yeah. think Kernersville was. I don't, I don't know. I didn't get any news. I usually get news in the morning that tells me about that, but it didn't mm-hmm. say anything about Kernersville. So here I am. It's Sunday morning. It's like nine o'clock. I'm running. And you would have thought that it was like a Monday morning yeah. at, at 9 a.m. where people were going to work. And I was like, "Where? why are all of you people out? Yeah, What is going on? And in fact, um, and I guess they were trying to get out and get stuff done before Monday at five, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's Sunday morning and things aren't open yet. Right. Regardless. Well, but, so hold on. So this is one of the things that irritates the crap out of me with this order. Churches are still open. Why? So what? are restaurants. Uh, restaurants are open. Churches are open. Well, I mean, I know the restaurants are open, but you can't sit there. Can't sit. No, in a- but Indiana has closed their restaurants completely. And I believe, Jules, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Ohio did as well. New York did, California did. Robin, in a span of a week, <clears throat> on Monday, we had 340-ish cases. By Wednesday, we had 500. By Friday, we were up to 700. I, it's cra- it, is, cra- it is crazy. And, a, and a, so many people just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was coming home Saturday, and I had to go um, mail a package to my dad. 
uh, because I'm not going to his house because he's right. over 70 and he has a heart condition and he wanted me to come over there. And I said, I'm not doing it, but I'll, yeah. I'll mail the package. So I had to go through Kernersville. And as I was going through Kernersville, I look over because go- I was going to the UPS store. I over from the UPS store and Gabe's is open, which is a clothing store. They were mm-hmm. packed, packed. You are idiots because you're spreading yeah. this virus. This is what you're doing. People come into my store. I'm an essential employee uh, due to the fact that we sell HVAC equipment and parts. So we're essential for that. I have gloves. Amy brought me home a mask. So now I've got a mask. They walk through the door and I immediately stop them right stand right there. What is it that you want? And I'll get it. I go get it. I bring it up to the counter. They follow me to the counter. They have a place where they have to stand. I ring Mm -hmm. them up. I move back away from the counter. They come to the counter, lay their money on the counter. They back up, so forth and so on, until we get the transaction yeah. done. I had a gentleman come in. He didn't speak English. He started touching stuff. I was like, sir, please don't do that. Luckily, I, there was a lady in there that I was helping. She was Hispanic. Um, she, in fact, she was a nurse. And she told him in Spanish not to do what he was doing for his safety right, and, and others, but for his safety initially. And then when she turned back to me, I said, what did you tell him? And she, that's what she said. She said, I told him for his safety not to touch anything because he doesn't know who touched that before him. Yeah. I was like, thank you so much. I was like, I need to get you to record that for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I love a it. lot of them just don't, I'm not talking about Hispanics. I'm just, right. just, just people the in general. People general in general. They don't understand. I talked to my sister-in-law the other yesterday and she said she was going through the line at the grocery store and there was hand sanitizer at the register. And she was like, I'm so glad you have this. And the girl yeah. goes, Psh, whatever, uh, the blood of Jesus will save me from the coronavirus. And I, I said, no, no, okay. no, no. The blood of Jesus saves you from going to hell, right. not the coronavirus. What? What? Come oh, on, people. Oh, use your God. brain. God gave you a brain. Use it. And that's part of the problem. People don't understand how bad this is. Yeah. You know, and initially when this all started, I blew it off. I did. I'm not going to lie. I did too. But now seeing what's going on and we're getting hit even worse than Italy because people are doing what I was doing at the beginning are now doing it now. You got got to stop. And and that's exactly it. There comes a, like a time and a place like we are in our modern world. We are so used to having things taken care of for us. Right. So we like. Like, oh, there's a new disease out. Well, the CDC, the who, they'll get it all taken they'll care of. They'll figure it out. Yeah. We take I don't it have for to worry granted. about it. Yeah. yeah. And now we're realizing <clears throat> they are working on it, but this is this is more, this is out of their hands, you know? Right. So. They're, we're just going to have to, and once we get through this, we're going to have to stay with a bunch of these norms, especially with this social yeah. distancing. You know, yeah. it can't be in somebody's personal space. You you. And you're going to have to learn how, if you're sick to stay home. I know it's stay hard home, yeah. when people have to work. I get that. But if you're sick, keep your germs to yourself and stop and don't affecting your... other people. Exactly. And don't send your sick babies to school. Right. Like yeah. that just drives me nuts. Like I, I was talking to Randall last night and I said, you know, this whole experience has made me has made two things very clear to me. <clears throat> the first one is that I definitely took my family for granted before this. I'm like yeah. we're always going to be around, you know, things like this. And like now that 
we're realizing it's the elder community and the younger children that it's affecting the worst. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't take that for granted anymore because I don't get to see them. And I didn't get to see them anyway, but it's the fact that like both previous to this, like I could just jump in the car and go see my grandma if I wanted to. Right. And the other thing is we were talking and I said, you know, if, if one thing, if one good thing comes of this, I just want it to be that the world is just a little bit kinder. So. Yeah. I, I, I haven't had any issues with people coming into my store and uh, they've, they've been very uh, courteous and very cooperative. I uh, went to the grocery store um, Saturday morning. Um, luckily, I, I, I have figured out how to get onto the Walmart pickup. And I'm not giving away my secret in case somebody wants to take it. <laughs> but um, I figured out how to do that. So I get the majority of my groceries through the Walmart pickup. And then uh, my vegetables and stuff, I, get, I go to uh, Lowe's. And... Uh, Walmart didn't have any chicken again, but Lowe's, I was praying Lowe's finally would have chicken, and they did. So there was an older gentleman in front of me, so I had backed up to get what he needed, and then I would get chicken again or get chicken after him. Well, I was expecting him to turn one way, which gave him more room, but he actually turned the a different way, the opposite direction, and turned mm. straight into my face. And of course, oh, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's okay. It's all right. You just back up and I'll back up. We'll, we'll be okay. And he goes, he goes, it's so strange that I have to change how I live. The yeah. older people just, they're not used to this social distancing. It's not that they don't care. It's just, it's, you're set in your ways the older you yeah. get. And it just, he was just... I was like, it's yeah. okay. You're all right. I'm okay. Just we both back up. It's all right. But right. he, and then he felt, I mean, you could just tell he felt really, really bad. I was like, you're, it's all right. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. You know, but when you're in a grocery store, it's hard to do that social distancing. So you just have to be aware of who's around you that you, yeah. you know, you're not running into people and yeah. things are going to have to change. You're going to, everybody's going to have to make an effort. Yeah. You know, and then the idiots that are going and coughing on people and saying, I have COVID-19 need to be put in jail like this idiot the other day that did that. That's (sighs) moronic. Randall and I were talking. We're like, you know, people, I feel like I start everything with Randall and I talking because he's the only person (laughs) I get to talk to now. um, Haley and I were talking the other day. She didn't answer, but. I did that today. I said, we were yep. coming back from the run and I said, do you think your mom is still outside or did she go inside and take a nap? And I opened the door and Amy goes, who are you talking to? And I went, the dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's yeah. who I'm talking to. That's who's a real, who I've got. Yep. That's what I, I mean, I talked to her while he's gone. So, <laughs> but, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, people want to brag on millennials. Like we, we aren't the who's running around coughing on people and licking ice cream and putting it back in the freezer the gen zers they're the problem children it's the idiots i don't care what generation you are they're always be idiots and it's just an idiot that's doing it somebody yeah. licked the toilet seat to prove that they could lick a toilet seat and not get sick and they got the, they got the virus well Good. you're licking the toilet Ew. seat come yeah, on you should brain idiots Okay, let's Harry Potter. Yes. Yvonne spells part 
three. Spells part yeah. three. So we have a special announcement that we're hopefully are going to make in two weeks. Next week. Why did you? I know. We can do two weeks. We can do two yeah, it's going to be two weeks. Because yeah. we have spells this week, and then we have spells next week. And then in two weeks, then we'll, well have. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking a beforehand announcement, but we'll just do it on that episode. Yeah, I just, yeah, because I want you to. Yeah. I want you to get that information first before we, yeah. before we give it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So be, stay tuned for a special announcement. All right. Do you want to start? Sure. So first spell on today's list is impedimentia. The impediment jinx it prevents the victim from approaching the caster by knocking back, tripping, or etc. Um. So here it is. The uh, is this Webster's? Sorry, I'm trying to figure out which dictionary this pulls from. It's whatever dictionary pops up on Google. Um, I think it's pulled from the. I think it's pulled from Webster. Um, all right. So impedimenta means equipment for an activity or expedition, especially when considered as bulky or an encumbrance. So. It works as kind of a shield, right? So, like, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So, this spell... Ah! Hold on. I'm trying to find it because it was in a book, I feel like. All right. So, it is only temporary. It lasts for a few seconds. It is capable of freezing a wasp in midair. Or a fly. Or... Was it a wasp that he did in midair or a fly? I don't know. I thought he did it on a fly in one of the books. I can't remember. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I also feel like I don't know what you're talking about. Make sense? Yep. Um, okay, so it is also ineffective against armored opponents such as Acromantulas and Glass Ended Scroots, unless it happens to hit on their underbellies, which have no protective armor. So Harry used it quite a bit. Um, trying to find this fly thing you're talking about. So the, he taught it to the DA members. Rolanda Hooch. Oh, I did not know her name was Rolanda. Madam Hooch? I didn't either. Oh. That's interesting. Hmm. Okay. So, it, uh, she used it. James used it. Ron. It was a wasp. Okay, so Ron <gasps> used it on a oh, okay. wasp while helping Harry get ready for the third task of the chart was retirement. So, okay. yeah. And that's that. Alright. Uh, immobilis, which is a freezing charm. Immobili immobilizes and stops the actions of the target. It works both on the living and inanimate things. Hermione used it in 92 to freeze two Cornish pix pixies. Slughorn used it um, to immobilize the Muggle burgle, burgle alarm when he, you know, brought his piano oh, into yeah, his, his houses. Um, 
let's see, <coughs> etymology is from the Latin immobilis, meaning immovable. The incantation was mentioned in the film adaptations of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Remus Lupin also used it on the Whopping Willow in the third movie when they used the Time Turner. Yeah. That, that one is used quite a bit. A bit more than yeah. you think it is. Because, <laughs> like, I, at first I was originally just thinking, oh, Immobilis, I remember that when Remus freezes the tree. Well, you know, Hermione in the second one, she goes, Immobilis! Right. And then the... Yeah, I remember that. Four, yeah. Cornish pixies, like, they freeze. Yeah. They kind of looked in the movie like they were, like, floating. Floating, yeah. Yeah. All right. Imperio. It removes the victim's free will and ability to make decisions for him or herself. One of the three unforgivable curses banned by the Ministry of Magic. So I have a question about this, but I will um, I'll circle back to it. So <clears throat> the Imperious Curse is a tool of the dark arts. The curse was invented during the early Middle Ages. Um, so the curse was created for coercion and brainwashing of others into slavery. This is going to be, uh, I won't do too much more on it just because we're going to do a, a dark or the unforgivable curses episode because there's okay. a ton of information on these three. Okay. But etymology. The curse takes its name from the Latin imperiosus, meaning commanding, mighty, and powerful. And imperio, which means to rule. That is also, this is also the root of imperative, which is the form of a verb that acts as a command. This is clearly what the imperious curse achieves. So, my question. The three unforgivable curses, they were... They're, like, illegal by the Ministry of Magic. Right. So does that mean that um, Makuza, did they follow that? Are they the three unforgivable curses in, in, for Makuza as well? Like, those of us in America? I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Because it was it, they were um, unforgivable curses set by the Ministry of Magic. Right. Which is and, so, and so you have two law. I mean, you have two different countries for example right. just <clears throat> i mean they're not comparable but just for example like our drinking age here is 21 but the drinking age in uh england is like i don't know what 16 or something 16 or and, and like italy and things like that i think you can drink at 16 but i think like like great britain is like 18 because canada is 18 okay so i mean you know I mean, two two different heads that you're going to have, you know, they may consider them unforgivable curses. Then again, they may be like, well, they're not unforgivable, but if you use them and get caught, you know, who knows? Right. I mean, well, okay. definitely, definitely have to, um, when we do them, look into that, see if we can yeah. find information on that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm satisfied with that because I, I, I feel like maybe this is a complete headcanon, but I feel like maybe like the Minister of Magic and uh, like whoever the 
president. Is, is Serafina Pickery considered the president? Yes. Okay, so yeah, whoever the president was at the time, maybe like had a meeting. I don't know. Like, um, oh, uh, like, like the United Nations meeting. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 United yeah, Nations of magic. Who's to say that they're they may be unforgivable in um. Uh, Britain, and they may be unforgivable in America, but are they unforgivable in Brazil or Paris right. or Japan, where all the different, where you know, where there are different in France. Right. You know? So we'll have to look. We'll have to look, add that to and make sure that we look that up and see. Yeah, because I, I mean, it could be a, it could be a blanket across the entire wizarding world, mm-hmm. but then again, it might not. Right, which is kind of why I was like, well, maybe it was like a UN thing. Or yeah. that then it could be just like a Great Britain thing, but to me, like curses like that, they cause you know, maybe maybe it's like our laws, like like country by country, you know right. what I mean? So like, um, <clears throat> like our the way we punish criminals is different than, or like our murder laws are different than maybe like I don't know Brazil or something, right? So maybe it's like. Maybe it's like they're illegal, but it's like different degrees. There we go. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, could be. yeah. Yeah, it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be like, well, murder is murder, but, you know, we have, well, we have manslaughter. So, right. You, know, you murdered somebody with your Honestly, car, yeah. but you weren't meaning to, wasn't premeditated. So, it comes out to be ma- manslaughter. So, that may be what, it, that may be what they come down to in the different countries. And it could be, but at the same time, like, if you're casting a spell like Avada Kedavra, like, uh, that's, that's like, there's no question about that. Like, you have to mean it. Well, of course. Right. But, you know, we'll have to definitely do. Yeah. I would assume that it would be, I would assume it would be like a blanket cover. Yeah. But you can't, can't really say that either, unless you know it for sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm satisfied with that. Just to let you know, mm-hmm. you know, I take pictures with me and the dogs. Mm-hmm. When we run, we I was like, we went to the botanical gardens, took them in front of the tulips. Today. I saw that. That was beautiful. Yeah, they were everything was blooming. It was really pretty, and I was like, uh-huh. taking pictures in front of the tulips. I cannot wait to get my gardens all together. I was out raking them yesterday and I nearly killed myself trying to yank out a root. I'm, I don't do that. I, I loved it. I don't care. It's fun. You have at it. You have fun. Okay, so the next one is the imperturbable charm. Yes. <clears throat> creates an invisible magical barrier on an object such as a door. This barrier bounces objects off of it and muffles the sound. The spell was used in 95 by Hermione to trap Rita Skeeter within a bottle while she was in beetle form. It was also used by Molly Weasley in the same year on a door of a room in which the Order of the Phoenix meeting was being held in order to prevent her sons, Fred and George, from eavesdropping. (laughs) Remember that. Okay. All right. Ready? All right. So impervious. It causes objects to rebel. Uh, sorry, causes objects to repel outside forces such as water. Sorry, Randall is texting me and I got distracted. 
All right. So the impervious charm is a charm that makes an object propel water and mist. So Hermione used it when she made Harry's glasses repel water during the Quidditch match. And she used it again to protect herself, Ron, Weasley, Golgrod. Oh, oh, yeah, he's an elf. And Grip Hook from burning. There we go. From burning, multiplying treasure in Miller Strange while at Gringotts Bank during the break-in. And the Gryffindor Quidditch team used it to, like, on their faces to try yeah, to it was right practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So the incantation is derived from the English word impervious, which means not allowing something to pass through or not penetrable. That's that. Okay. All right. The... Incarcerous, incarcerous spell. It's a uh, conjuration, and it ties up the target with ropes conjured from thin air. So I want to stop right here, and I want to talk to you about this, because it kind of popped into my head the other day. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about getting rid of stuff. You know, if you vanish something, where does it go? Well, if you conjure something, the incarcerous spell... Well, where does that come from? So I feel like what uh, I feel like it could be like Accio. You know what I mean? Okay, yes, hold but- on, I got two theories. <laughs> so Accio, it could be like Accio, where it just comes from, where it like just evaporates from one place and appears in the other. Now the other theory I have is that it's magic. What if if it's pulling it from the vanished objects area? That crossed my mind, too. So I I vanished something into into that area, right? Mm -hmm. And then, oh, I need, you know, and then four people or somebody across the world is like, oh, I need this. And they they do this spell, the incarcerate spell, and they pull what I vanished. Yeah, I like it. Okay. That's a good theory. Okay. All right. So um, it's first heard in 1986 when Dolores Umbridge tries to hold off the centaurs. Also used by Harry on the Inferi in Voldemort's Crystal Cave in 97 and also attempted to be used on Severus Snape in the same year. Uh, The etymology is probably English incarcerate to imprison, possibly linked to the Latin incarcerum into prison uh, a non-verbal version of the spell may be used to tie it maybe may have been used to tie up Remus Lupin by Severus Snape during the encounter in the Shrieking Shack and then later Peter Pettigrew in 94 may also may also have been used by Quirrell in 92 although he is said to have merely snapped his fingers also, it may have been a spell, Antona, Ant, 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 Antonin, Dalahoff, used non-verbally to bind Ron Weasley with shining black robes in a skirmish on Tottenham Farm Court Road. Lord, I'm having a problem. It's okay. Speaking. They're tricky. Those words suck. Well, they don't suck. They're actually really cool words, but they're just hard to say. Like okay. Antonin. Antonin. 
Robin, I'm telling you, it's hot up here. <laughs> Guys, I'm suffering in my hot attic for the sake of quiet. Alright. So, the fire making spell, which is... Oh gosh, where did it go? Sorry guys, my thing jumped again. Incendio. Dang, I'm tired. (sighs) Okay, so I got two hours of sleep last night, and then Randall let me sleep in this morning, so I slept till probably noon, because my child is a monster. So... All right, Incendio. Uh, Hermione uses it when she tries to destroy the locket. Um, let's see, there's really not much on it. It's in the standard book of spells, grade one. Uh, Dumbledore used it. Uh, that's when he accidentally set his bed curtains on fire. Haggard used it. McGonagall. Um, oh, um, uh, the innkeeper uses it. There's a lot of uses on it. All right. So etymology. In Latin, incendio is a dative or ablative singular of incendium, which is fire, and kian means to fire or for fire by fire or with fire. So thus the incantation is a way of calling upon fire to burn a desired object since the spellcaster wills harm to be done to an object by means of fire. So the magic word could also be a variant of the Latin incendio, I set something on fire with an I added before the final O for euphony. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what that means. I added before the O. Does that make sense to you? No. Okay, I'll just go on then. So, incendio is a Spanish and Portuguese word for fire. Also in Italian, the word incendio refers to a great fire similar to that one made by Thorfinn to Hagrid's house. Incendio is the first person singular of the present of the Italian, Spanish, and Portuguese verb incendiare, meaning to set fire to. That's that. Okay, so now um, in our doc, it goes to L, but I have more than that. I have I have J's and I have K's. Go for it. All right, so locomo- locomotor wibbly, the jelly legs curse. <laughs> Um, it causes the victim's legs to collapse as if they turn to jelly. One of the spells mentioned in Curses and Countercurses by Vindictus Viridan. Viridan, I guess. I don't know. Used on Harry. Used on Harry, practicing for the third task of the Triwizard Tournament by Hermione. Also, Draco Malfoy was hit with his jinx along with another one at the end of the term. Um, then you have the jelly brain jinx. Um, it reduces the target's mental processes, which I think maybe, maybe that's what's going on right now. Right? Everybody's with the jelly brain jinx. (laughs) Wizarding world, we need you to get this under control. I know, right? Come on. 
um, during the September 1999 riot that took place during the Puddle Mill United Hollyhead Harpies Quidditch game, a lot of Harpy supporters were using this jinx. The spell may have been the spell that the Death Eaters hit Ron with in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix in the Battle of the Department of Ministries. And then we have the Jelly Fingers Curse. Uh, it causes targets' fingers to become wobbly, making it uneasy for the victim to grasp objects. After a June 1990 Pride of Portree Apple, Apple by Arrows Quidditch game, the losing seeker accused his opposite number of putting this curse on him as they both closed in on the snitch. Yeah. Okay, and then in the case, uh, we have a knee reversal hex. Um, it puts knees on backwards. Oh. That sounds really stupid. Oh. Can you imagine? Like walking like an ostrich, can you imagine? In Quidditch yes. the Ages, Gertie so Kettle used this hex when a man playing an early form of Quidditch comes to retrie- retrieve his ball from her garden. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into the L's. Okay, so... I have us ending at O and doing oh, the next know. one starting in O. How's that sound? You mean the episode? And in the episode there? Yeah. We end oh, okay, with yeah. ends. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Right. Okay. What did we, we end with what? In. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I- I'm hot. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to get uh, us through the L's and the N's so we can get you some relief. Uh, I just need to sit in front of the fan. Move it. So we are at Levicorpus. Levicorpus. A nonverbal spell. Yep. A nonverbal spell that causes the victim to be dangled upside down by his or her ankles. So Levicorp- Levicorpus uh, was intended to be cast nonverbally, but can be spoken aloud. Um, practitioners, Severus Snape, Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, James Potter, Lucius Malfoy, and Luna Lovegood. When does Luna do it? Maybe in the Battle of... Or maybe in the Department of Mysteries, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't either. All right. So the incantation can be divided into two separate words, Latin meaning levier, meaning which means lift, and corpus is translated to body. So it literally means lift body. And that's all there is for that. Okay. Then I have lang lock. Lang lock. It sticks a victim's tongue to the roof of their mouth. It was created by Severus Snape. It's used by Harry on Peeves and twice on Argus Filch. To general applause. The etymology probably came from the French language tongue and the English lock. Okay. So, corpus, the nonverbal counter curse to Levicorpus. So, James Potter cast it to reverse the Levicorpus, Levicorpus jinx he cast on Snape. Uh, Harry used it to <laughs> he okay wait his son Harry Potter used a spell in 1996 to counteract the leather corpus spell he had inadvertently cast on Ron Weasley I don't remember that 
because they were in bed, and he did. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The and Ron was pulled. They were sleeping, or yep. Ron was sleeping. Ron was sleeping. Yeah, I remember that now. Okay, all right. So liber corpus comes from the Latin word liberare to free, and corpus, which means body. Okay. Legitimens. And I have to tell you, I love when Alan Rickman does this to Harry. He goes, Legitimens. Yes. I just love it. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know where it I just whenever I I just get goosebumps whenever he says it and he goes, Legitimens. It's um, so good. Like I, just, I love Alan Rickman. <laughs> he was the charm. He's a genius. Um, <laughs> it allows the huh? Go ahead. Uh, it allows the caster to dwell into the mind of the victim, allowing the caster to see the memories, thoughts, and emotions of the victim. It is used by Severus Snape on Harry Potter after he had a dream about Arthur Weasley being attacked by Nagini in 95. Also during occlumency lessons in 96, and also... Uh, used nonverbal by Snape on Harry in 97 to allow him to see where Harry had learned the Sacrum Sempta spell, which I don't, I don't remember that. I mean, I know what they're talking about, but I don't remember that. I mean, I remember where they were in the bathroom and Snape was helping uh, Malfoy, but I don't remember him using that on Harry, but Anyway. I don't either, but I, I think it's been a minute since I've read that book. So get ready to come up on it. That. I'm I'm on it. I'm on that sixth book right okay. now. So you'll have to report back. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah. Um I, that, I, huh? go ahead. Go ahead. Uh the etymology, Latin logere to read and men's mind. Okay. So we are on Lumos. Lumos is the you do locomotor. Ah, sorry, my bad. Okay, just checking. They were like, that's why, because he's cramped up under. There we go. Okay, locomotor. Locomotor causes an object to rise and move at the command of the caster. So, sorry, I didn't have my page open because I skipped it. My bad. Okay. Oh, all right. So, similar to a summoning charm, a specific object can be moved by saying the word after saying allow the incantation. The spell is described as basic. So, uh, I was like, poor Tina. Crap, what's her nickname? Tina. I was having a moment. All right. Tina used it when she set the table in Fantastic Beasts. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tonks used it um, on Harry's trunk. Fred and George used it um, on the trunks in Grimwald Place. Phileas Flitwick used it to move Trelawney's belongings back up the staircase. And Lavender Brown and Pavati Patil, they practiced it. I feel like McGonagall. Oh my God, I thought you said Madonna. 
was like, what? All right, I'm done. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. It's fitting, though, because I just shared that meme on uh, Swisher that I was like, are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. God, no, God. I love that movie. I love that movie. That's probably my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. I love it. uh, Have you heard how Tom Hanks is doing? Um, I actually was thinking about that the other day and I looked it um I looked it up and he has reported that they're still under they're still um separated. You know, they're still um getting treatment. Um, they're just they're still taking it easy. They the, both of them feel okay. The, I mean, Got it's it. nothing really major, major. They're just taking their time, waiting for it to pass. Yeah. So the, I did look. I thought about that. I was like, I haven't heard anything from them lately, and I looked that up. So good. Yeah. Randall and I were talking about that last night on the way home because, like, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell both made a full recovery. So they're NBA players. <laughs> Look, right. there's my so, wife texting me. <laughs> These spouses are so needy. But I love you both. <laughs> well, we are, there's a guy that, um, he's a really nice guy. The one that brought her her um, thingy. Her uh, mom wore last week. Remember, we were, and I was like, oh, she's getting a lawnmower? Oh, you weren't in the room. Never mind. I was very confused. <laughs> You're like, what? So you weren't in the room. It was me and Jules. And Amy came in. And she was like, where's my lawnmower? And I was like, I don't know. So I was texting him. And he um, sold us a lawnmower. Okay. And, well, he's getting, he, he doesn't have a job. He's getting ready to lose the ability to go mow lawns. Mm-hmm. He mows our lawn at work. He's getting ready to lose that ability. So I was like, and Amy just fired a bunch of people because they're not following the rules. Right. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if you could, I wonder if you could use Jeff and he's kind of not like a full mechanic, but kind of a mechanic. Right. And, uh, she, so they talked yesterday. So they're looking to maybe get him hired on there at her job. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, he's awesome. a nice guy. He's really, and he's just, he has um, two children. They're 16 but he has full custody. He's just trying to make it. And yeah. this thing is, this thing is, this is, this is who is affected by this coronavirus. This right here, this guy right here who doesn't have a job. He's trying to make it by doing landscaping and yard work. And now he just lost that ability Yeah, because he cannot be out. That's not essential. So he right. can't be out doing that. Yeah. So, and I thought to myself, well, I, let me rephrase that. God whispered in my ear and said, ask Amy. She might need him. So I did. So she was like, text him. I'm like, I'm not texting him. Here's his stuff. You text him. Right. So anyway. That's Sorry, awesome. I didn't need to get off on a, you know, tangent. No. But, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. So. All right. So now where are we at? We are at the etymology of locomotor. Okay. So the incantation is derived from Latin loco, meaning place or set down, and moto, meaning moving about or to keep moving. So, is that what you're doing? You're moving? I'm just standing up. 
Okay. All right. So the next one after that is Locomotor Mortis. This is the one that Gonagal uses. Um, this is, um, it sticks your legs together. It is used by Draco Malfoy on Neville Longbottom in 91. It is used by, um, Harry Potter on Draco Malfoy, who deflected it in 96. One of the spells on Wizarding World. Huh? One of the spells on Wizarding World. And if you can hear that, that's Amy on her rotten lawnmower right now. Or it's my fan. No, it's not. Same. Okay. And it was funny because Jeff goes, Robin, you don't need a run lawnmower. Your yard is too small. I said, I know that. But she is doing the neighbors as well. She's doing right. our yard, our next door, na- next door neighbor, and then a couple across the street. So, Because they, they're yeah. older and it's hard for them to get out in the... Yeah, then, yeah. This was not used by McGonagall. <laughs> when she releases the... No, this is the leg locker curse. Locomotor mortis is the oh, leg locker curse. that's right. Curse. Okay. My bad. All right, go ahead. Um, the uh, etymology, the English locomotion movement and mortis of death. Uh, it is unclear whether or how the spell is related to the locomotor spell. It could, however, be that the curse locks any part of the body in accordance to where it is pointed. Or moves the body into a position of the caster's choosing whilst placing them into an immobile state. It is possible that Draco had pointed his wand at Neville and cursed, and the curse locked his legs together. Okay. So, Lumos projects a beam of light from the user's wand. Lumos could have come from the 19th century Latin word lumen, which simply means light, adding the Latin suffix os. Os means to have something to have light in this instance. So, Lumos is a charm that sends a full light. Uh, I won't do that one yet. All right, so Newt uses it when he was trying to get the thing out of the water dragon out of Kama's eye. Uh, Tina uses it when she's searching for the box with Credence's true identity. Harry uses it a ton. Yeah. And illegally in the third movie at the very beginning. Yeah. True. Yep. Snape uses it. Hermione, Ron, Albus, Dumbledore, Cedric Diggory. Minerva McGonagall, Tonks, and Jenny all used it. And yeah, I've already done the etymology. So Okay. <laughs> Alright, so that puts us into the M's. Um we have the Oh Lord in heaven. Me Tolo Jinx Recanto. It causes weather effects caused by jinxes to cease. Suggested suggested in 97 by Arthur Reasley to Ron, disguised as Reginald Catamold by use of the Polyjuice Potion, as the best way to clear up the rain jinx on the Ministry's office. Also used by, by Bartimius 
Crouch Jr., disguised as Alistair Moody, in 94 to cease the weather effect in the Great Hall ceiling, insisting it was broken as he had told Dumbledore to fix his ceiling. Etymology. Uh, meteorology, the study of weather, the word jinx and recant to withdraw or re- retract. Interestingly, in modern English, recant means to say that you no longer hold a belief. Yep. All right. So, Moore's Mortar conjures the dark mark. Do you. Oh, no. Hold on. I'll see if it answers it in here. Um, yeah, it does answer it. So, Tom Riddle created this curse. Um, so I wonder if he created this curse, if it was just compared, if it was purely out of like his imagination or if he based it on another curse. I would say this, this is my headcanon. It was Mm. probably created off of another curse, but if you were to ask him, he would say, I came up with a toe gun myself. Okay. But he probably saw something. Who knows in whatever like in whatever dark art book probably and was like right. hmm, I could make that you know my signature and but if you were to ask him he oh I came up with that myself are you what do you mean okay all right so the etymology so obviously the practitioners are just the death eaters um, but we see Bartimaeus Couch Jr. Bellatrix Strange. Gibbon and Tom Riddle, we see them all use it. Um, so the incantation of this spell appears to be derived from the Latin mors, meaning death or more and mordor to bite. This leads to the name of Voldemort's followers, the Death Eaters. Another, de- another derivative. Say that again. I'm trying. I'm trying to pronounce it in my head before I say it out loud. Okay, another derivation, I think that's right, may come from French mort, meaning death, and mordor, to bite. The English word murder could also contribute. The literal translation of the northern word mors mortar would be mother's kill. Wow, that's crazy. Huh. Um, it also, it may also be a reference to the word mord, which means murder in Icelandic, German, Norwegian, Danish, Polish, and Swedish. Since the spell is cast after someone who has been murdered and sounds like mass murder. That's oh, crazy. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mobili corpus. It levitates and moves bodies. Sirius Black used it on... <laughs> right. Uh, Sirius Black used it on Severus Snape in 94. And it was probably used on Petey, Peter... Petey. Peter Pettigrew, yeah, by Lord Voldemort in the graveyard to make him come forward. Um, did you just did you just create another ridiculous inside joke? Yeah, I think so. Petey Petey Pettigrew. Uh, the etymology is Latin mobili mobilis mobilis movable and corpus body. Uh, it is possible that. Mobiliarbus and Mobili Corpus are variations of the same basic spell since they share the Mobili stem. Okay. 
Did you already do monthly auto? Yeah. I feel like you did for some reason. I'm crazy. All right. So monthly auto was used to prevent conversations from being overheard by filling the ears of those people with an unidentifiable buzzing noise. No, okay. So you did one that was like blocking sound out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I was flipping them. They're both hearing ones. Okay. So casters, we have Harry, Hermione, Ron, and Snape. And that's it. Hmm. I wonder if there's a... I could find an etymology of it real quick. Ah, here we go. All right, so the students learned it in the 88-89 school year. So the fifth years learned it. So Harry... This one only has Harry and Hermione is using it. All right, so the etymology. The English word muffle means to make a sound less distinct by covering its source. Okay. All right, so I'm going to actually stop us at the end of M. Okay. Because we are hitting an hour. Yeah. So let me do this one last one because I I want to I want to get it in there. It, it and it doesn't have a name. It's just called Molly Weasley's Curse. And I love it. The uh, like the Avada uh, Avada Kedavra curse. It kills or freezes the victim. It turns the body gray blue or paler while it turns it to stone, and then another twin jinx can blast the body into pieces. Molly Weasley used this curse. After Bella Strix Lestrange attacked Jenny Weasley. Not my, Not my daughter, you bitch. I love it. Only used in the film version. This may be a Duro or Freezing Arm for the Shown to Blue in 1992. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. All right. So. We'll finish up. Are you ready? Am I ready? For the history of magic. Yes, girl. We're going to finish up uh, for, and then we'll finish. We're done for today, but then we'll finish spells. So that's four episodes, not including what we're going to do later, which will be the unforgivable curses. Unforgivable Mm -hmm. curses. So we'll do those later. But so the spells, we'll finish up next week. Probably have to be like, we could potentially end up with like seven episodes on spells, not in a row, right? Yeah, as a whole. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so history of magic. All right. So Wilfred Elfbook was born. He would go on to be the first wizard in the world, gored by an African arumpnet. Oh God. That's the that was the thing that went after Jacob, right? Yeah. That's what okay. Location in Canon. What's PN? Pottermore. That's where that information comes from. All right. 
So social media. Be sure to join our Facebook page, Ridiculous Podcast Group, um, and our group, Ridiculous Pod. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Ridiculous Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Samantha Goddard 3 Sorry, you can follow me um, at Running My Pups. Alan, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Okay, and then join us next week as we discuss spells part four. Thank you for listening, and we hope you come back for more Potter. We do not need magic to transform the world. We carry all the power we need inside ourselves already. J.K. Rowling. Go be freaking kind. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. away from other people. Don't talk to anybody. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face, yes. (laughs) Bye, everybody. All right, bye.